to Too Many Cooks, a podcast where we explore recipes written by your favorite chefs and try them out in our own home kitchens. It's like a book club, but for recipes. Today, we've got a super special episode for you all. I'm back in the D.C. area, and my husband and I are bubbling with Dave and Jess, so we thought for Valentine's Day that our spouses should pick the recipe for us. They did all their research, found the chef, got all the ingredients, and gave us a test to cook the recipe without us ever seeing it. So it's kind of like a technical challenge from your favorite British baking show. The recipe they surprised us with is Roy Choi's Sweet Chili Chicken Bowl. You might know him from The Chef Show or Ugly Delicious and, and more, but he's considered the innovator of the modern food truck movement. And he's such a genius with flavors and techniques that it was just the perfect recipe for us to highlight. It was such a fun process, so we shared a few clips of the audio from us actually cooking the meal before we reviewed the recipe. So we hope you enjoy this special, silly episode. All right. Welcome to the 2021 Too Many Cooks Valentine Special Podcast presented by <laughs> Jess and Ben. <laughs> and and insert sponsor. <laughs> Jess, do you want to tell them yeah. what the recipe is? So we, we looked around and we wanted to find something that was challenging. Dave doesn't like most foods. <laughs> so we <laughs> Stupid thing to say in a cooking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do that again. <laughs> so we looked around and we were trying to find something good. And then Ben came up with this great idea, which is to do the sweet chili chicken rice bowl Ooh, huh. from Chef Roy Choi. Roy Choi. Yeah. Roy Choi. Yeah. I've so, seen on Ugly Delicious. Yeah. Another, okay. Yeah. So that's where. Um, so are you familiar with Roy Choi at all? I, I like took some notes to talk about him a little bit because I. You try to highlight a chef, and so we started yeah. with the chef and kind of, you know, decided we wanted to do something that was chickeny, but also right. Asian, and then I was, like, searching around, I found him, like, oh, yeah, I remember him from Ugly Delicious, because he, um, of his, his uh, food truck in L.A., and oh, and the chef notes. show. That's what, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. So, Roy Choi, or Che, I learned the other day... That it's actually pronounced Che oh, in Korean. Okay. Because my one of my teachers was her last name was Choi or Che, so she mm-hmm. told it. But anyway, okay, cool. Good to know. Um, he was born in Seoul, raised in L.A. Uh, he, his parents who had a Korean restaurant, so he grew up working in their kitchen making uh, dumplings. His mother's kimchi was so popular with the local community that they would package it up and sell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, as a teenager, he got into drugs, and his parents sent him to military school. Uh, after college, he went to the Culinary Institute of America. Uh, after becoming obsessed with Emeril uh, Legacy's, am I saying it right? Legacy. Legacy. He didn't know who this man was. It's crazy. I was like, well, Bam. Not, we should dive into that. This is a Emeril show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the '90s, he worked at a series of uh, hotel kitchens, including Beverly Hilton, where he met his future business partner, Mark Manguera. The two of them created Kogi Korean Barbecue Food Truck yes. in L.A. Uh, which is a fusion of Korean and Mexican food. Uh, dishes include uh, hits such as spicy pork tacos, kimchi quesadillas, and short rib sliders. He's often considered one of the founders of the gourmet food truck movement. Part of their innovation to the food truck movement wow. was capitalizing on social media, particularly Twitter, to spread the word of the truck location each day. So this was back in 2009, 2010, before everybody was doing that. Um, That's pretty cool. They also reached out to food bloggers and invited them to dine and write about the truck. So, uh, Newsweek called Kogi America's first viral eatery. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's now five trucks in the L.A. area. Food and Wine named him uh, 
Che or Choi. I, I guess he probably goes by the Americanization of it. Choi. I don't remember. I'll listen to how he says it, and then they can um, Food and Wine named him one of uh, the 10 best new chefs in 2010. And John Favreau's 2014 movie Chef was loosely inspired by Choi and the food truck movement. In 2019, he and Favreau collaborated on The Chef Show on Netflix. Um, but you might have also seen him in Ugly Delicious, which mm-hmm. is where we saw him. He's also on Binging with Babish, I'll Have What Phil's Having, and uh, a bunch of other uh, food shows. So All of my favorite. Yeah. It's so funny. His philosophy uh, is making about making good food accessible to everyday people. Perfect. Thus the food truck. And mm-hmm. he had a couple other restaurants in L.A. Um, this was from one of his restaurants, Chego, which is now closed, but was in L.A. And... Um, he had a pretty good quote that kind of summarizes his philosophy a little bit. We've got a lot of ground to cover in terms of the, w- the way we eat in America. It has nothing to do with fine dining or trying to replace it, but just trying to make great food more accessible so we can expi- inspire people to maybe change some of their eating habits. We're not trying to preach about it. I just want to create some sort of bridge. I want a 16-year-old kid to eat a rice bowl and be as excited about it as he would be about drinking a Red Bull or Monster. <laughs> if I have to take some shit for it or be an outcast within the food industry for it, I'm cool with it. I love junk food, fast food, but I also eat a bunch of vegetables every day. Maybe from there, people can start getting excited about vegetables, just like the way they're excited about chips and monsters. I don't think... This guy has a thing against monsters. Yeah, we're not going to sponsor my monster. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that if I say these things, anyone will take me seriously. But what I can do is talk to people uh, with the food. I want... I want food to talk to people like a bong hit talks to people. <laughs> okay. I, want, I want food to be exciting without it being exclusive. So I like that. that kind of also, I think, embodies your yeah, podcast in a way, yeah. trying to make good food accessible to people. Let's look at the recipe. Yeah. Hi, everyone. It's Grace again. Okay, I'm going to quickly go through the recipe and the ingredients because... The audio wasn't awesome in the clip that we recorded, but also um, just to talk to you a little bit about some details of the ingredients. So there are a bunch of components for the for the recipe, but it's all pretty straightforward. So you you have um, a sauce that you put over the chili bowl. You've got um, the chicken with a marinade. You have a crispy shallot for some texture when you assemble. You have um, instructions for the how to cook the chicken, and how to assemble the bowl. So first, there are about 17 ingredients for the sweet chili sauce that goes over the whole whole bowl. I want to just let you know, okay, so it's not, it seems intimidating when you see, oh my gosh, there's 17 ingredients, but what you, you have a lot of them in your pantry, and then if you don't have any of these in your pantry, what you can do is buy them (laughs) in bulk because you're going to want to use them later. So for example, um, it starts with a bottle of Mayploy sweet chili sauce, which is a brand of, of sauces. Um, and what's great is that this recipe tells you exactly where to find each ingredient. So Mayploy, it says Mayploy is a sweet chili sauce that can be found in the Asian section of your supermarket or online, like if you want to order it online. And it has a link of where you can buy it, which is so nice. Then there's things like Thai basil leaves. You can get that at the grocery store. And if you can't get that, if you can't get Thai basil, you can just get regular um, mint. Um, cilantro, which you can get at the grocery store, lime juice, of course, orange juice, of course, uh, yellow onion, 
scallions, garlic, then there's sriracha, which I'm sure everyone has in their pantry by now, and then there's two tablespoons of Korean red pepper powder. So Korean red pepper powder um, in this recipe is spelled kochukaru with a K, um, and it says it's what gives kimchi its spiciness. I've also seen it spelled gochugaru. Um, uh, P.S. Just as an aside, um, DM me on Instagram or email us if you want to know why it's sometimes spelled with a G and sometimes with a with a K. It's a fun linguistics reason. And then there's also gochujang, or again spelled kochujang sometimes. Sesame seeds, ginger, Anaheim chili, a dried Anaheim chili, which you can find in the um, in like your pantry section. One serrano chili. If you can't find a serrano chili, you can use a jalapeno. Then there's salt and um, black pepper. So you might feel like these are ingredients that you've never used before, but I promise you they're so versatile and so delicious that you should absolutely use this in your repertoire at home. The next ingredient um, that you might not be familiar with is a shiso leaf. So it's a Japanese herb with ruffled edges and it has um, elements of like cinnamon, anise, basil, and mint. And again, you could use mint or um, basil. It says here in the recipe, it can be found in the produce section of well-stocked Japanese and Korean markets and, or some Asian markets. Um, you could probably also find it at things, places like Whole Foods or, again, it's optional. It's for, the, um, it's for the garnish, but it adds a really nice aromatic component to it that I think is really recommended. And then it just kind of goes through how to prepare the, the recipe. Um, you, what's, what I love about this recipe, too, is that for the chili sauce, you just throw everything into a blender and puree. It's great. And then you marinate the chicken. Um, oh, this is something, too, that we loved that we learned. So for the chicken, for the marinade, you have a bunch of limes, some soy sauce, toasted sesame oil, and then a medium Asian pear peeled and grated on the large holes of a box grater. So an Asian pear is a pretty neutral flavor pear, but it's got, okay, Ben described it as the texture of an apple, the flavor of a pear, and the wateriness of a watermelon. So you bite into it and it's just this like refreshing burst of delicious pear flavor. It was awesome. And so when you add it to a marinade, it gives you a little bit of the, um, the like acidity from the, the pear itself, but it also is super sweet. And so it adds a lot of awesome flavor. Um, I feel like if you didn't have an Asian pear on hand, you could just use a Bartlett pear, um, or maybe even like a golden delicious apple, but yeah, I mean, get a bunch of Asian pears. They were delicious. And then what else? So that, that marinade was really great. And then you fry shallots for the top. I've, I've fried shallots before, but I've never done it this way. So he recommends that you toss them in all-purpose flour before you, throwing the, you throw them in oil. Um, that was really fun because then you get kind of like a, a coating on it, and it was delicious. We just kind of snacked on that the rest of the night. And then you cook your chicken. You grill some jalapenos on um, just to char them and get some, like, smoky, delicious heat. And then you assemble with... Um, you have, you put rice, white rice in the bowl, then chicken, a poached egg, and some Chinese broccoli. So quick note on Chinese broccoli. Um, this is kind of a surprise, a surprise ingredient, um, that he adds at the end. I cut the Chinese broccoli into one inch pieces and I chopped off the thick part of like the stem. It looks kind of like broccoli with big long leaves and not the tree part. And it is so delicious and sweet and a little bitter, but not bitter like broccoli, Rob. It's my, I think it's my preferred broccoli now. And so you chop it into one inch pieces, you blanch it, which means that you throw it into boiling water for like one to two minutes max. And then you take it out 
shock it in some ice water and then you pull out pull it out of the ice water and then squeeze the squeeze the liquid out and set it in a bowl blanching it lets you keep the broccoli's beautiful color and um and like bite to it but it's not so woody when you bite into the the broccoli okay let's talk about poaching an egg I know, I know. I have never poached an egg before. It's one of those things that really freaks me out because I don't know how to do it consistently. Like I have seen people do the whirlpool method, which you'll hear me try and fail at. Um, So poaching an egg, if that is difficult for you or you don't really know how to do it, I'd recommend just doing what I did where I just kind of fried an egg and left the middle a little runny. Um, We were kind of running at a time and I was a little tired. It had been two hours of us cooking. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to fry an egg, throw it on top. And it was awesome. It really helped um, add some some depth and kind of that like, um, oh my God, I'm going to say it, luscious mouthfeel. Damn it. (laughs) But it was really delicious. So anyway, that's that's my spiel about the assembly. Um, follow the recipe. I think it was a really, really great recipe and an awesome way to, to lay it out. And, um, we're going to post what the beautiful menu and the tips and tricks that Jess created for us on the Instagram. So if you'd like to repeat this, which I hope you do, cause it was really, really good. So that's it for me for now. Let's get back to the episode where you'll hear us, I don't know, messing around in the kitchen and t- having hot takes about poached eggs. And apparently my quest for a gin and tonic was unmatched this <laughs> this night. So I hope you enjoy and stick around for our recap of the recipe, um, followed by, you know, a very special bloopers that just illustrates how chaotic it sometimes can be when you're cooking. It happens to the best of us. Are you not an egg person? No, eggs are gross. <laughs> hot take, everyone. Hot take, hot take 2021. I smell like toots. And so, <laughs> like like toots. Why, why would you boil well, an egg? Well, I'm going to make some poached eggs because it asked me to. <laughs> we were watching a, a show and the, the, the two characters eat um, boiled eggs on a train. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that should be <laughs> an executable offense. <laughs> yeah. So the fun thing about this is now I have to figure out, because like, I have a lot of extra Thai basil here. Cocktails. So, yeah, so like <laughs> we have tons of stuff. Speaking of which, did you guys get that gin? Did we get the gin? Yeah. Ben, we forgot about the gin. Oh. Oh man. No, we, I mean, we might still have enough. So. Um, I apologize to anybody listening right now who's getting some um WAP sounds. <laughs> what does WAP stand for? <laughs> what as <laughs> poultry? <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> I actually didn't think of I feel like you were up till like 3 a.m. last night working on that. I got some chicken and I'm I'm gonna go to the ABC. You are? <laughs> feel bad. Look at how Are you gonna make us some gin and tonics now? Yeah. Do you mind? So there's there is cucumber too. Ooh. Yeah, guys. Uh, oh, I got Hendrix. Is that one that's trying to Come towards the microphone so you yeah, can have cool. a cocktail corner. <laughs> Impromptu so, cocktail corner. We've got Hendrix gin. Nice. So I'll make some cucumber gin and tonics. Who's um, gin and tonics? Gin. What else you get? Green hat. Awesome. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's phenomenal. And then I got some. Bourbon to just <laughs> to leave here yeah, because we're here, here every night. We're here all, every night. Okay, so I can move the squash out of the wine rack and liquor rack if that helps. 
Yeah, I'm so excited. What about, the, what about the tortilla chips? Mm, those should stay, but I guess we could probably move it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super super excited that they had it because this episode is brought to you by Alcohol. Green Hat Gin. I hope I wish. Oh my god. Local New, New gin of Washington D.C. Uh, yeah, so good. Made with the real green hats. Yeah, <laughs> you could taste the green hat in everybody. Jeez, you guys are such dads. <laughs> Ben the dog. Ben the dog, you. dad. You're training. <laughs> Thank <right>. you. <laughs> Can I share a fun fact about green hats? Yeah. So this is what my teacher who taught me HTML and who was from China told me, that the green hat is a sign of a cuckold. <gasps> Intriguing. Do you know um, why the this like rock and roll sign is this? Uh, is, uh, is the sign of the devil? <laughs> the sign, hold on. In Argentina and <laughs> in Argentina and Italy, if you do this the rock and roll sign, it means your girlfriend is cheating on you, and it is something that people horns, horns yeah. the side of the cuckold. Cuckold, isn't that interesting? So wait, are, are people walking around like so just putting on green hats and doing these signs that just announce to the world they're getting, so like, they're getting cheated on? It's like ball busting your friend at a soccer game. Is what I heard. It's like you'll go up to somebody and you'll take a picture instead of like rabbit ears, they'll put a thing because it's like uh, emasculating. Yeah, you know, toxic masculinity. She's a sexual being that she's has a her sexual being that has her problems, and you are not satisfying her needs. So therefore, <laughs> side of the horns. Side of the horns. <laughs> oh, get things are getting silly in here. Six soft poached eggs, y'all. Gotta figure out how to do that. So, I'm only gonna do two. I'm only gonna do two. Jess, are you, are you having an egg? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My egg so, three. Because, okay, poaching an egg is hard. <laughs> so there's like, okay, you can like make a whirlpool in the water and then... Make a whirlpool? Fucking make a whirlpool in the water. You take, you take, okay, you take a saucepan. This is something that I like learned from... Food Network, maybe you take like a medium saucepan, you make a whirlpool, you basically like stir the water when it's like about to boil, you make a whirlpool, mm-hmm. and then in the center of the whirlpool, you crack the egg, and then you take a spoon, and then you kind of like guide the wisps of the egg, of the white I'm around. I'm going to watch you do that. So. Okay. So I'm going to try and do that. But there's something about adding vinegar to, okay, Alton Brown. Use the whirlpool method. There you go. Yes. I Oh, Brown says that, I believe it's... So. Okay. <laughs> if Grace says it, no. <laughs> I'm just going to keep on eating crispy shallots, though. <laughs> All right. We got it. We got it. We got it. Swirling water will prevent the white from feathering or spreading on the pan. Let it poach. Turn off the heat and... Go- oh, my God. Okay. Can I do it at the same I'm time? I'm 100% going to end up eating before you guys because you're going to be waiting for your damn egg. And- it's five <laughs> minutes. Guys, I did not poach an egg. Look at this. David, I'm going to poach that. I don't know what a poach egg looks like. Is that not right? Not that. That's... It looks like the same garbage eggs as they ever rolled. <laughs> so that was the whirlpool method you tried. That was the whirlpool method. Ben, how much do you want an egg? Well, I did not put an egg. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna start scooping rice though. Alright? Yeah. You wanna wait? Because <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and wait for a push to like a six minute egg. I'm not doing that. I don't wanna do it. <laughs> Don't wanna? I won't do it. So you don't even eat scrambled eggs? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, and I've tried, like, I've had people be like, I make the best scrambled eggs, and it was like this really kind of like fancy preparation. You're like, I'm and good. I tried it, and I'm just like grabbing for whatever bread or whatever. I'm like, nah, that's not bad. Yeah. Interesting. That's so funny. You were. Uh, Alright, I'm gonna make this for, for Diego. Alright, I think everybody, we're, we're ready. Almost ready. Just about. Okay. For the egg, for the egg people, it's going to be a little bit. Do you want me to make another 
Yes. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Wait. So we just ate, right? So we, we just, just cooked for, for for two, two hours, hours, right? Yeah. Um, so we just ate flat out delicious. I think I think Ben and Jess did a great job, a like job. picking a a cool recipe that was very different, very very tasty. Like kind of goes. Uh, right in line with what we're kind of doing here. Right? right, and like a perfect chef who we want to highlight, Roy Choi, yeah. who is like, does everything we are trying to, yeah, achieve with this podcast. So, but here's a question though. We spent two hours. <laughs> yeah, so like usually with most recipes that we've done, I've been able to sit down. Yeah. You know, like you have like passive time where you're not just... Flying around the kitchen. I feel like a te- I felt like a Tasmanian devil, just like brrr, like around. Yeah. And both of us were working our asses off. Yeah, and both of us are experienced, and right. like we had all the ingredients on hand. So right. that's one thing that like, right. like, just got everything in advance, and and, and set went it up to for us. and went to multiple places yeah. too. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and we're really lucky that we have such a high Korean and Asian population in this neighborhood. That it's, so like for our friends in South Africa, I'd be curious like what their available availability is for things like gochujang and stuff yeah. and even we swapped out some ingredients right, like the peppers true. and stuff so right. um didn't have anaheim peppers dried anaheim peppers yeah um and even the i think the serrano for i'm not sure if she just didn't see it or because i've seen serrano peppers at the supermarket before mm-hmm. but um we you know we swapped in the, the jalapeno so um but absolutely delicious oh my god it was so good so the other thing is like i for, for a lot of the ingredients that if it would be something like spices or the sauces, mm-hmm. I, I kind of go back to my recommendation of if you don't have it available at your grocery store, ask a restaurant that you know cooks it. So like when I was in Buenos Aires, yeah. I asked this this Korean place for gochugaru and gochujang. Um, but aside from that, I thought everything was delicious. There's just so many things that sneak up on you. So things like um, the blanched... Uh, Chinese broccoli, the poached the, egg. Yeah, and the texture of that with like the lack of bitterness and everything was just really nice in the final. It was really delicious. Yeah. It was really good to have the blanched um, Chinese broccoli. And I'm glad that I know how to blanch something. So you yeah. stick it in boiling water for one minute and then you put it in ice water really fast. I want those fried shallots just like... Fried cha- fried shallots. That's a snack. They're Yeah, fantastic. legit snack. Yeah. I, I really, really, really liked all of the components I think that if you're not comfortable with doing a lot of the things like, I don't know, frying. Yeah. You fry, you You blanch. can leave stuff out. I mean, yeah, so we sure. talked a lot as we were eating just about, okay, so it's clearly delicious enough to make again. Right. But there's so many different kind of elements and steps and everything that you need to kind of make it easier and more approachable, I think. So um, the, <laughs> the sauce is incredible. The sauce is so good. Um, you know, but, you know, we could possibly leave a few things out. Mm-hmm. And make it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. We t- definitely talked about making it the day before, which I think would make a huge difference and make life easier. The, and maybe even make this this like spices or or flavors more concentrated. Like yeah. whenever you have something like that, I'm sure it gets yeah, it'll be delicious. So that also I feel like you could make you could make a lot in advance. Like you could even theoretically the make the marinade in advance. Yeah. Just don't stick don't, the chicken. Yeah, in. exactly. Yeah. Don't marinate. Right. Make the marinade, the marinade, and then you marinate it just yeah. uh, in advance. So. We, and we kind of talked about this as we were cooking, but I'm not sure if the audio, we don't know what the audio sounds like. But <laughs> don't have your chicken in there for too, too long because you don't want it to like... You don't want it to actually cook. To cook it. Yeah, you don't like want the acid, chicken. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, you, I think there's uses here, like 
the again the sauce like so we were talking about like we there's leftover sauce right so so much sauce like half of a blender i'm definitely gonna use that i mm -hmm. think with some chicken breast and some um corn tortillas and make so good tacos you know and just use mm -hmm. that as like a little bit of marinade and then a little bit of salsa basically um that sounds so good so, yeah i'm so excited i i also really like i liked all of the technique that i kind of learned or relearned like we talked a lot about like I don't know. We talked about okay. So we talked about blanching. We talked about like grilling stuff, checking meat temperatures, mm -hmm. like frying oil, frying shallots and oil. It, there was a lot of like good techniques to kind of like get yourself oriented to. Yeah. So it, it's um it's conveniently I guess low on knife skills. Low because, on knife skills. <laughs> that's a good point. You're low not, on knife skills. Like not all this much. stuff for the blender is basically like. The Throw blender's doing the work. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, Roughly you might. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even even that, I was just like, I know what this blender can do and so i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. worry too much I'm about chopping this stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um so yeah i mean it's like it seems like it should be easier but there's so many different elements and especially because it's a bowl so you're it's there's components right there's and so components. um so like I, I i don't need the egg so i i wouldn't deal with the egg at oh all my God, right the poached egg. Can I just tea? Yeah. Yeah. all right <laughs> I've never in my life poached an egg. This is you still like, haven't. I still haven't. <laughs> Correct. Still haven't. I tried. I watched an Alton Brown, or followed an Alton Brown recipe where you make a whirlpool, which I've seen, but you add uh, vinegar and salt to the, the water and whatever. You make a whirlpool, and then you throw the egg in the center. You crack an egg in the center of the whirlpool. I actually cracked it in a ramekin to gently pour into the center of a whirlpool, like he said, and then you let the whirlpool kind of gather the egg whites into the center cover it for five minutes off the heat i didn't it not it didn't just work. Yeah, it just, just was like a goopy yucky raw yeah. so i'm still I, there's lots of other techniques i'm gonna work on it but but, just, you, but I, did you like the fried egg for yeah, it? it was fucking it was delicious yeah, yeah. i i accidentally made brown butter like in the nip put a fried I mean, egg in it i was like oh the pan's too hot oops yeah. that's brown butter oh yeah this imagine is if, delicious. imagine if um you could have done it in the pot that it fried the shallots in. Oh, that would have been so good. Yeah. I could have just used that oil. Oh, yeah. Crap. Well, whatever. There's a lot of different uses for for that, but the the egg it, it kind of gives it like a bibimbap flavor where you have like all of those flavors, and then you've got this runny yolk, and it's delicious. Yeah. And the whole thing is is full of flavor. So good. Like we definitely really liked it. So charred charred jalapeno was yeah. delicious, yeah. smoky and grape. Yep. And okay. we and everything was done indoors. So it, <laughs> if it was done, uh, which I hear about in the bloopers. <laughs> yeah, you might. Uh, so if it was done actually on a, an outdoor grill, mm -hmm. you know, with actual flames and, and getting that flavor there from the charcoal, like even better. Right, might be more you know? more smoky. Yeah, but okay. Want to give some? Yeah, so ratings. Let's do it. I think so. I think we're pretty aligned. Okay, so flavor, I would say four and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm debating between four and a half and a five. Yeah. Like it was, it was really, really, really tasty. It was um, delicious. You know, I, I think, I, I think I'd probably go with a five. Okay, like it's, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. Ease. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is a good question. I actually think that we need to ease with an asterisk because, like, if you're in a place where you can get this stuff, i.e., Arlington, Virginia. Well, I'll put so I feel like all that's under approachability, right? Because oh, like the ingredients, the availability correct. ingredients, right? That's correct. But the, so in terms like of technique and technique. just how, like, does it come together? No, it's it's, it's tough because I if I didn't know how to blanch something and I looked at the recipe and it just said blanch, I yeah. Yeah, and then also, so the two of us are are pretty experienced. Mm -hmm. 
at this point. And it took us two hours almost, you know. Two, and we were doing two individual, like we had delegated. We separated, yeah. yeah. So I think that if I had done it in two days, I would feel like I could do it. Yeah, but, but the recipe, the recipe is just like just cook it right here. Yeah. yeah, I think and it, and again, it wasn't like it was that hard. It wasn't like you were doing anything where you were like complicated. Yeah, or yeah. Waiting for something to prove yep. or you know using it was just a lot. Just a lot of stuff. Of stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I feel like a two. two. Um, I think definitely, if you look at the recipe and you eliminate the stuff that you don't care about, so like I'm like, poached all right, egg. yeah, I don't need to do the poached egg, like the the toasted sesame seeds and and the you know the you fried do. crispy shallots, delightful. Mm-hmm. Like Great I would texture. love to have them, mm-hmm. you know. But if I'm short on time, I could probably cut those out. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about doing stuff in advance, so you can make it easier, but. Yeah. A- as written. Um, as written, I would say one yeah, and a half, two. Yeah. Two, because it's us, one and a half of it, you know, yeah. one or one and a half yeah. of it, somebody who isn't confident with certain things. Okay, so approachability, that's a great point. So Jess had to go to a bajillion restaurant or uh, grocery stores. Yeah. Specialty places. Specialty places. Didn't still get everything. Right, correct. Um, uh, You know, a lot of these ingredients, we, and it's also, we bought a lot of things that are one-off use type thing. Um, the Thai basil, I mean, I can't wait to add a Thai basil to my gin and tonic and see how that, yeah. how that'll go. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, just tearing that up a little bit, too, mm-hmm. to get the oils in there and oh, um, yeah. muddle it up. Um, but no, it's... It, I mean, luscious. Yeah, no, luscious mouthfeel. <laughs> um, luscious, luscious mouthfeel day. <laughs> so it's... Uh, approachability, it's tough, though, because it's gonna, like... I honestly will say, I think it's my, my lowest yeah, on it, the approachability it, score. It, it, like, it might be... A one or one, one and a half, mm-hmm. like, um, and because I think that we're so lucky to be in an area where we have all of these specialty schools. She went to, yeah, no, I think yeah. I think that like we also like, so technically you need a grill, right? Um, yeah. like I had a grill, I have a grill pan, indoor grill pan, mm-hmm. so we, we use that. Um, we ended up pivoting and using um a a multi purpose cooker. Uh, for the rice, yeah, instead of just you. making it <laughs> on, on the stove. A uh, disturbing so we, we ear it... will hear the brand that he <laughs> <laughs> earlier. Did it take an instant? No, it takes a lot fucking longer because it takes time As to pressure up and everything. Yeah. Um, but so we had to do that. Separate. Like we, you know, we had two cutting boards going with you know mm-hmm. two different knives mm-hmm. and like how many different pots and pans did we use? We, and so many bowls, all yeah. the bowls, yeah. all, plus the blender, plus like all this other yeah. stuff. Um, and then all the different ingredients and everything, like, and again, multiple stores, multiple shopping trips. But can't you see, can't you see, like, so Roy Choi and his, like, food truck, like, can't you see him doing this en masse and having it be, yeah. like, so fast, so easy, because he's got, like, all right, he's got his rice cookie, he's got his yeah. giant blender, he's got his, like, whatever. So I think that it's scalable, it's great, yeah. but it is, like, for a first-time entry-level kind of cook. And I can't imagine doing this, like... You got home from work. You had gotten the ingredients. Oh, it's only an hour of medium difficulty. Yeah, I got this. No way. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Yeah, I think one. I think one. I think approachability one. And then repeatability, though, I'm kind of excited to do it again. Yeah, so with modifications, right? Like with all the things that we're saying where you you do it, figure out the bowl you want to make, and then just do kind of those things, right? Yeah. Um, 
and make this stuff ahead of time. Right. Like, I might try, I might just try testing freezing some of that sauce to see if it yeah, works. Yeah, that's a good like, idea. You can, really I, well. I've seen people freeze that kind of sauce in either like silicone ice cube trays yeah, or in Ziploc bags yeah. that you lay flat, mm-hmm. kind of stack them. Um, I. I think I think because I want to try it again with modifications, I'm gonna go for like a three, three and a half, just because it's like the caveat of that. But I I also I think it was so delicious. Like, yeah. That it's... chicken thigh. I learned how to cook a chicken thigh and marinate. Like I can't. We didn't even talk about the. We didn't even talk about the pear as a marinade ingredient. Yeah. Like you box grate a pear, an Asian pear. So it's got like, it. But what did Ben say? It's the texture of a. It's no, it's texture so, of an apple. Right, texture of an apple, flavor of, of a pear with the like the juiciness, juiciness of, a of a watermelon. Yeah, and that was spot on, right? Yeah. And so So you have all the water, all the But we also said like acid. you could probably use a regular use pear. Use a Bartlett. Yeah. yeah. I think that <laughs> so, like Andrew. it's not gonna Yeah, you're not missing anything by using I think the pear is a really smart I would use Granny Smith. Mm-hmm. Let's try add more acid or something. I don't know. I think there's a lot of cool things that you can do and this is such a fun baseline to play with. Once you have all the ingredients ready. Yeah. And once I, you realize, like, what is Bala La Pena and what's not. Yeah. I also think that, like, you could, like, make the sauce. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could leave out a few things here and there. But you could take the sauce and you can modify it and you could use it probably for so many different things. Mm-hmm. And just, like, its own, like, its own little dish, basically, that you use over and over again. And so. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to do it again. Yeah. The chicken thighs are also just so delicious. Like, I keep going back to that. I'm like, that was so good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I I think, like, I mean, it's, I think we're both going to repeat it. So, it's it's almost like a five for repeatability, but with with a big asterisk, like, just saying, like, we're with modifications, Mm -hmm. with like, you learn a lot doing it the one time and then, you know, you change it up. Right. Um, Yeah, no, I I thought that was like, it was a really, also, good job, Ben and Jess. I thought that was really, they did a really really good job. job. That was so much fun. Felt very like Great British Bake Off, where like, okay. Here's your challenge. You're like, ah. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay. So I'm not gonna do the math. Don't worry about it. it just <laughs> what did we say? Five, two ish, one ish, four ish, five ish. Yeah. For the ratings. Yeah. I mean, I think overall for me, I ended up with um, a thirteen. I believe. Yeah, I think thirteen, twelve or thirteen. With, is with what the I asterisk had. for mm-hmm. like you know the repeatability. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well. All right, what are we doing next? Time? Okay. So we're going to go to. I think somebody who is one of the most instrumental chefs for modern cuisine, because it, we're going to do Marcella Hazan, Marcella Hazan, who introduced Italian cuisine to the U.S. Awesome. So going way back, and we're going to do some Parmesan Parmesan risotto. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. We'll get it. Yeah, so, and <laughs> the reason we went with risotto is, so risotto is kind of, I mean, classic, right, Italian dish, right? Mm-hmm. But... There is an intimidation here. It is, yeah. It's seemingly simple yet seemingly very complicated. I feel like people and, see pe- people hear this idea of like, okay, I have to constantly whisk, <laughs> yeah. and I have to take a ladle of of stock or white mm-hmm. wine or whatever, and and gradually pour. So it's this and idea of like high chance to burn it, high chance to right? burn it, and then you have arborial rice, which mm-hmm. is a rice that you probably special. don't have in your pantry. Yeah. So I think I think this is going to be awesome. We have a PBS recipe that um, Marcella has on row and. I think it's gonna be great, and yeah. all so many of us just love Italian food. Yeah, <laughs> or are some would say too much. But. Too much. <laughs> um, no, I'm really excited to do it, and I think that yeah, it'll be a good, it'll be a good little adventure. I've never. Have you ever made risotto? Yes. You have. Okay, yeah. I've never made it. Yeah. 
Here we go. <laughs> Starchy, now. gloopy, delicious. Yeah. Smooth I mean, it's, with a bite. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah. It, 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 when, it's, when it works out, it's phenomenal. I actually think I'm going to try and make it in my little, like... We have a welcome kit. I'm not going to take that personally since we just spent two hours cooking no, together. But and now you're just I, like, no. But no. What my, my idea is that I have two saucepans that I think every single person in the entire world has yeah. because this is what the, the people who furnished our apartment said. Everybody, like, yeah, here, this you is, here you go. Yeah. Enjoy. No bowls. Hmm. I have no, I have nary a bowl. <laughs> uh, so that's fine. I need to borrow a bowl. Yeah, I might need to borrow a bowl. Um, but like, I think, that, I think that it'll be really, really interesting to see if it, if I can make it in a... Basically a hotel kitchen. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I'm really excited. So welcome home, me. <laughs> I know. We got to do it together in person. Super fun. We're um, bubbling, by the way. We're not just like be. We're not just completely disregarding pandemic. Yeah. Whatever. We spent 14 days bubbling yes. or quarantining. So, um, awesome. Well, friends, thank you for listening and. Um, please try this recipe. We, we'd love to hear what you have to say. And if you modified anything, we'd love we'd love to hear all of your insights about Roy Choi's, what was it, sweet chili chicken bowl. Yeah. We'll find out. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, sharpen your knives and <laughs> eat well, be well, and don't forget to preheat your oven. <laughs>